0: Does your vision for business match what you see happening on a daily basis? Welcome to Jim White's Circle of Success, where Jim White brings it all together. For over 30 years, Jim White has worked with organizations and individuals worldwide to help develop and implement excellence. You'll get the inside story on how to create innovative leaders from one corner of your company to the other, get everyone on your team contributing to the bottom line keep building revenue even when the economy and your customers have flatlined, and more. Jim White's Circle of Success Radio covers it all, from communication to contract negotiation, from personal fulfillment to revving up cash flow. It's not about theories. It's about showing you what works and how to make it work for you. And now, here's your host, Jim White.
1: Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Jim White coming to you live from Carmel, California, on August sixth, two thousand and eleven. We have a fantastic show for you today. This is part five of six uh, our six part series on the economic impact of construction in California in keeping with our theme over the uh, last uh, four four sessions and uh talk, you know and our theme has been construction does matter. Construction matters in this economy. And I would like to thank our guest last week, uh, Mr. Michael Gelati. He uh, shared some uh, great insights to his leadership uh, 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 abilities and style and culture that they developed there at Gelati Brothers. And also I want to thank our friends at the EUCA for all of their support. As I said, construction matters. Now, why? Because Construction spending accounts for, and, and we've talked about this a couple of times on the show, but it's always important to reinforce because the mission of this series uh, is and we're going to continue to be to educate, to inspire, and to create a sense of urgency within our industry to allow our collective voices to come together so we can absolutely uh, uh, help support change uh, and to make sure that we continue to have a voice and to say in how it affects our industry, uh, especially in California Northern California and throughout the U.S. as well. So, if we keep in mind that 8% of the U.S. gross domestic product is responsible for one out of every 10 U.S. manufacturing shipments, well, it is important that we get construction construction moving. Now, let's take a deeper look at this. A report uh, from our friends at the uh, American Society of Civil Engineers, which you know that I support very strongly. Uh, they released a report this week, and so timely. Boy, we had a lot going on this week, right? <laughs> We're not short of stuff to talk about. And you can certainly uh join into the discussion uh, by calling in six one nine seven six eight seven two ninety and let us hear from you and uh and and just hear your thoughts on these subjects and once again uh and to reach out and have a center of influence to have our voices heard now the report that's been released and uh you can go take a look at on their website is is quite astonishing. And it's saying that the research – talk about the deterioration of surface transportation. Now, I've laid out, I think in week one of the series about California specifically, about our construction, infrastructure, decline. Well, let's take a look at it further, and these are real numbers – And then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, opportunities that we have. We will talk a a little bit about uh, this debt ceiling fiasco, what it is and what it is not. We're going to talk a little bit about the opportunities that we have. Like I said, I've been in the business for over 40 years. And it was interesting as I started tracking uh, a lot of the acquisitions and a lot of the uh, projects that I've done over the years, uh, how many of these opportunities presented themselves in a down economy. So I'm going to touch on that uh, throughout the uh, show today. Uh, there are huge opportunities, and this is one thing that uh, that our industry, uh, the construction industry, the, con- the suppliers, the construction equipment, architects, engineers, and all the related uh, trades uh, is is opportunity that we have is to take control and and do one thing that really wasn't talked about in this debt ceiling deal. Man, did I get out of control? I'm going to come back to the report in a moment here. Just doing a little sidebar. That whole thing got out of control. It was unnecessary. I mean, this 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 debt ceiling thing has been raised hundreds of times. Uh, politics got in the way, and as a result, it's going to hurt us. Uh, it's going to hurt us as uh evidenced uh, by Standard and Poor's yesterday uh for the first time in our history uh rating us uh double uh, a or downgrading to uh double a plus watch well ouch it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see over the days to come how that's going to shake out well how it's going to shake out probably in my mind. Is it's going to shake out to the people that's out there, you know, currently uh, scraping it, scraping two nickels together to try to make ends meet? Uh, because if your debt rating goes down, money becomes more expensive, right? Uh, so, therefore, it's going to affect uh, car loans. It's going to affect uh, credit card interest. It's going to affect, uh, affect everything, especially to the folks that can least afford it. Now. Going back to this report um, from the um, uh, ASCE, it said the deteriorating surface transportation infrastructure – I'm just going to quote here for a moment – will cost the American economy more than 870,000 jobs and suppress the growth of the country's gross domestic product by – and we've talked about that a lot the, the percentage of the gross domestic product 3. 3 uh 3.1 trillion it's amazing how we got into these trillions by 2020 now the report was conducted by economic development research group out of boston a very uh reputable firm and showed that in 2010 well, just 2010 just last year that the deficiencies in America's roads, bridges, and transit systems, uh, which I get a lot of that information on the website from previous shows, cost American households. They cost American households and businesses more than $129 billion. Now, that's including approximately $97 billion in vehicle operating costs, $97 billion dollars. And operating cost to your vehicle. Now, $32 billion of that in delays. Think about that, in delays in travel time. And $1.2 billion in safety costs and $590 million in environmental costs. These are real big numbers. If investment in surface transportation infrastructure... Are not made soon. We've talked about that, the uh, need for a long-term highway bill, right? And coming up on the show in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about uh, gas tax. And we're going to be talking about uh, what we should do about that and different options. Uh, we currently have a situation going on with the FAA right now, if you've been following that. So these things are absolutely... Out of control. But once again, the flavor that I want to set and the tone that I want to set today for the show is one of opportunity, huge opportunity abounds, and one of uh, the thing, you know, I did a speaking engagement yesterday to a local group, and uh, it's called Forgiveness, right? Kind of wear two, uh, several hats uh, uh, the business side and also in the spiritual human potential side, which I, I love both, uh, because it has to do with people, uh, and it's, it's, it's the people that makes it go around, right? So we were talking about forgiveness, and, uh, if anybody uh, would like to know about that, just, uh, you know, check the website, com. So we're talking about that and the need of, uh, saying, man, we just we just gotta what's done is done. However, we can't hold on to that because it's gonna slow us down and it's gonna continue to create more baggage for us. Now, I know a lot of people in our industry may view this as well wow, that's kinda of warm and fuzzy, Joe. It's not. It's it's reality because it has to do with people. So un- unless we start addressing that and uh, addressing it now, uh we will not make a course correction uh, to the U.S. economy and, and and get back to this strong leadership position that we have fought so hard for, I did, uh, in the Vietnam era, and, and a lot of people uh, that are tuning in today and listening to this show. So I take it pretty personally when I see these things that uh, that's going on uh, currently uh, in our leadership. What can we do about it? Get them out, start over. Uh, Yep, that's what we can do. And we need to take that serious as well. However, we got to do it in a fashion uh, that it's got to be uh, what, you know, always asking the question. Uh, When I'm talking about our organizations and the clients that I work with, we're talking about organizational values, right? And what are organizational values? It's those things that you stand for, right? So we got to get back to that, if you will, uh, from our elected officials, from the, I mean, even when you start in your first, Uh, city, county, state, uh, uh, non-profits, uh, for-profits across the board uh, because it does make a difference and it has an impact uh, on, and it hurts too many people. So we've got to really, really get back to that. Now, it goes on to say within 10 years, U.S. businesses would pay an added, that's the word here is added, added $430 billion in transportation costs. Right, household incomes would fall by another seven thousand, and U.S. exports would fall by twenty-eight billion. Once again, big deal, big opportunity here. The report also goes on to say the failing infrastructure will drive cost, drive costs to do business up by another four hundred thirty billion. We already talked about that in transportation costs in the next decade. And the cost uh firms for shipping goods, uh the raw materials, uh everything is going to be affected if we do not address these issues. Now, a lot of you are listening and say, Well, Jim, you know, all these things you're talking about are public programs. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, there are also some opportunities for us to take control of this ourselves uh, from the private sector uh and to start uh, uh putting people to work uh by being creative versus saying okay uh what what 's both sides of the aisle going to do and what 's the executive branch going to do because all we got there is a bunch of a bunch of fighting and infighting going on now once again, what we can do about that?" Well, well, there's a reason we have elections, and if we just if we just start uh, looking at, it, and I don't care, I'm not advocating any party. I absolutely do not care. It's just the best thing for what for American people, if you will, and and we could certainly have a voice uh, to influence that. Now, goes on to say that the productivity across the business sector will also tumble. Productivity will will, will just absolutely tumble. Now, these increased costs will cause business to underperform. Now this is critical to underperform by two hundred and forty billion over the next decade. That's the reason it's so critical that you go back and you think about what Mike Gelati was shared, what he did and what he's doing with his companies, and I certainly support that you know, it's looking internal, partnering, clear vision, clear mission, clear goals, accountability, and what I call the right people, right job, right time. All these things have got to come into place, and that's what you can start doing Monday morning. Yes, you can start doing Monday morning, which will, I know I've done it for 40 years, which is going to generate at least 20% to your bottom line and that more cash flow. You can do that internally, and that's where we start, right? Then as we're doing that, we take these huge opportunities that are right in front of us. Man, they're staring at us. The train coming down the road, we have so many opportunities, just based on this report, only from the American Society of Civil Engineers. It's right in front of you. The need is there. We have very talented uh, uh, organizations and individuals that can uh, uh, execute that need. Then we got this thing right in the middle. We need the resources. We need the money to do it. Well, you know what? That's available too. It is available. It is available. Do not think it isn't. It is available. Now, we've got to make sure that we are keeping our eye on this ball. And we've got to make sure that as we look and as we start looking at the projects, uh, that are coming out, and I'm speaking you know, referring to right now. I'm to you know California, Northern California, California, uh... and for our international listeners, uh, I'd encourage you to you know kind of kind of look at what's going on in your back door. And we'll be uh... you know having shows dealing with uh, what's going on in infrastructure in India and, and Brazil, and what's going on in Greece, and what's happened in in Europe because we are a small community. The globe is very, very narrow today. So we got to be very much in tune to the whole deal. Now, I also know that a lot of our uh, uh, contractor friends, uh, specifically uh, in, in, in California, in Northern California, uh, pretty much uh, concentrated local and, and haven't given any thought to expanding globally because I had lunch with a, a contractor, a very respected contractor, last week. And he was saying, geez, we can't get it together locally, (laughs) right? So how how can we think about going uh, internationally? Well, we start getting it together locally by doing the things that I've alluded to earlier, uh, vision, mission, uh, clear culture, clear direction, right people, right job, uh, strategic plan, uh, a financial plan, a cash flow, and knowing you're always trying to get liquid, 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 liquid. You need cash, 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 and start getting out of debt, 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 right? So you're set, and we look. And like I said, the flavor for the show today is opportunity. Yeah, we're going to dig down on some very sobering uh, numbers uh, when we, when we uh, come back just momentarily uh, from, from, from a break. But these numbers are, are absolutely needed, we need to keep them in front of us. That's what I do in my office. I you know, I have these little stickies and computer whatever, and I'm looking at it. That's what I call the vital vital things that I need to be looking at on a daily basis, and I'm looking at these vital things, and we have some vital opportunities here uh, if we'll just open and say it cannot be done, but it can be done. It can be done versus it cannot be done. Or we've got to rely on government, 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 okay? Now, we certainly pay uh, a lot of taxes uh, into our government systems, uh, and, and I don't know why we as citizens uh, have thought it's okay to abdicate our responsibility of holding people accountable and how they're going to spend our money. Uh, We've got to change that, too. That's, that's a course correction that needs to happen, and it needs to start happening now. So as we we look at all of these other uh, details uh, of the opportunities, uh, I want you to be thinking, and that's what I want you to be thinking. Now, what can I do? How can I influence? What can I do for my company Monday morning to start uh, eliminating the fear or lessening the fear because this is what's happened to us uh, with this debt ceiling thing? You know, there was never a doubt, I don't think in anybody's mind, on on the face of the earth, that we would not approve this state selling. Okay? It was just, uh, you know, it was so poorly communicated, because the only thing that it, it accomplished was to p- place a seed of doubt in not only the American people, but the rest of the world. Wow, did you see that? So we've done that. Congratulations, we've done it. So now of the three major reporting agencies, and uh, Fitch and Moody's, I think, is still holding firm at the AAA, but uh, Standard and Poor's at uh, AA plus. So these things, uh, to a lot of you, may say, "Well, geez, that's just too too far with my head, Jim." Well, it's it it, it should not be and I want to make sure that uh, we're just going to keep keeping, keeping, keep and keep it on and keep it on, and each and every Saturday as we do our show is to make sure that we keep us out in front, especially a voice speaking for our industry, okay? Now, I also want to conclude this particular portion, just doing some highlights from this report from the uh, ASCE, and I'll conclude by saying that uh, including the $28 b That's going to fall from exports Including 79 of the 93 Tradable commodities That's the major things uh, The commodities that are traded and exported Right? So 79 of those 93 tradable commodities Are going to be affected Now, 10 sectors Of the U.S. economy account For more than half Of this unprecedented loss In export value Over half Now we need you need we suggest that we need to understand, so once again what's what's the purpose of our show? Inspire, educate, and create a sense of urgency and right into the middle of the road, call it the way it is we're not, we're not, we're not advocating any political affiliation whatsoever, like I said, I don't care what you call what's important is that we. Uh, If we're going to accept the responsibility to be in leadership roles, accept it, do it, and move on and stop playing around with it, okay? If we don't, get out of the way move on. Uh, These sectors are really going to be affected in a big way. Now, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, the phone lines are open, 619-768-7298. We're going to come back uh, after the break, and we're going to drill down uh, a little bit more on this debt ceiling situation. Okay? So we'll be right back in a minute 22.
0: This segment is brought to you by TES Asset Management and Consulting Group. Is it time to develop the resources and talent to grow your bottom line? TES Asset Management and Consulting Group and JL White International Inc. is comprised of a team of seasoned executives with extensive experience in merchant banking. From its origins in the 18th century, merchant banking has today evolved into an enterprise that not only finances a company's product or services, but also assists in developing a comprehensive business strategy. TES Asset Management and Consulting Group will not only assist you in merchant banking, but provide business development, strategy, execution, succession planning, corporate finance, capital market research, human resources, marketing, branding, public relations, international joint ventures, partnering, M&A due diligence, and transaction negotiation and execution with specialized solutions for construction contractors, OEMs, and dealerships. Learn more today at tesamg.com. That's T E S A M G dot com.
1: We're back. Get the mic up here. We're back. Um let's take a look at some uh uh unemployment numbers and uh for um uh, June, July. Well January of this year we're at, uh, in, in California twelve point four percent, right? Now we've seen a little uptick up uptick, if you will, excuse me, if I could talk this morning. In construction, uh nationwide, about eight thousand jobs added um this month, July. But you know, the net job fiasco I'm gonna and measure from January of oh eight through December uh two thousand and ten. Uh, we had 1.18 million job losses in the state of California. That's the worst loss. Okay, it is the worst. Now, like I said, there was a little gains, and and the latest numbers I have, uh, and was is actually for June, and uh, and for the state jobs added. Uh, it's uh, we have all of our economists and all of our reporting things in place correctly, and. Uh, we've done all our research correctly it's it's twenty eight about twenty eight thousand jobs in June alone okay, but where did that come from? Those jobs primarily came from uh, manufacturing professional and business services, education and health services and leisure and hospitality sectors that's where they came from, not a whole lot uh, as you can uh, report you know from 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 the con- uh, construction site so that continues to be a, a concern now. The debt ceiling. The debt ceiling. What in the world did we do, right? Well, what we did is this. It's all said and done. We've decided to basically create another $7 trillion in debt. Now we have this uh, super committee put together. It's coming together. That has a responsibility to find cuts. I don't know. I think that's what Congress was all about. But now we're going to have another super committee on the top of the super committee to do that. So yeah, we'll see how that works. It's worked well in the past, right? So we'll we'll see how that goes. Now, this whole deal, debt deal, debt ceiling deal probably the worst PR disaster that I've seen in recent years. Because we do things based on trust. We do things based on uh, our belief in, in, in a system. Well, we we, we certainly shot ourselves in the foot on that. Now, all of this discussion, you know what's missing from this Component in this discussion. Nobody's talking about how we're going to create jobs. No one. And this whole deal. Well, that's another thing. So what do we have? We had the fiasco. We got the vote. We're going to raise the debt by another seven trillion dollars. Okay. Another seven trillion. Then we're going to come together with the super committee, and they're they're going to attempt to agree. <laughs> How to cut two point one trillion dollars over the next ten years well, that's gonna be fun okay now that's basically uh what two hundred and fifty b in a year now this is just cuts right so they're trying to find uh the discretionary well, what's on the table and in and. and, and I think one of the great, great, great moves that the uh, president made recent was in fact uh, moving uh, Leon Panetta uh, over to Secretary of of Defense. Uh, For you that know Leon, and I happen to be a huge fan, uh, huge admiration, uh, one of the true public servants in in my mind. And he has such a spirit from the uh, budget. He understands the numbers. Uh, he's been around for such a long time. and He's one of the few people who can work all sides of the aisle. Uh, he went into the CIA and he orchestrated uh, this Bin Laden deal. Uh, he's going over to defense because defense is, man, one of our largest uh, consumers of expenses. So I think that was a very good move on the uh, uh, president's part uh, to move Leon. And, and that's one of the things that gives me some confidence, quite frankly, and to know that he's in those positions. However we're bringing this group together to decide and and I know there's some accountability supposedly tied to this group, what they don't do and how they're going to do it. But once again, we still have this issue where we're talking about um cutting costs. Where's it going to come? Well, the people, you know, the the, the American people are going to absolutely revote and you're going to have a mutiny if you start messing with Social Security and Medicare, right? Well, we got defense. Well, don't forget the large part of our uh, cash requirement is to make interest payments on all this money that we borrow, right? Well, guess what? That's going to get a little bit more expensive for borrowing because of uh, our down rating. That's in my mind. That's my opinion. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh but I mean it's just uh, my experience that's what's happened. So we'll we'll see how that, that uncovers now. However, based on reading the bill, which is very good material to read when you're going to bed. <laughs> Puts you to sleep pretty fast, uh digging through all this uh, voluminous of information, you know what I see missing in there? Is there's nothing to address the real structural issues Facing the financial of the nation. There's no structural issues there. Nor do I say, and if I'm wrong on this, please uh, correct me. Uh, send me an email. Give me a call. Whatever. Correct me on this. But if I'm missing something, you know, I, I want to know it. But I, I'm not sure I am. And the missing is get people to work. What can we do? And In what industry can affect employment the fastest? Well, I'm going to say construction with a caveat. And that caveat is, mm, unfortunately, some of the major infrastructure projects from the time we thought about it, the time we get approved could be 10, 15 years. So that's not a fast track. So what have we got to do? we got to roll up our sleeves and see about... Uh, balancing and getting some of these regulations under control as well so we can move forward. So as we look at the industry, uh, how to create uh, how to create jobs, uh, we need to kind of go into the mothballs, if you will, and look at some of these projects uh, that have been, uh, or I should say, down the road of the approval process uh, for some time and see what we can do, maybe just lacking the funding, if you will, and to see what we can do in order to go find funding for that and put this thing forward. Now, I know I mentioned on uh, last week's show when I was talking to uh, Mike Gelati uh, about the 3P program. And Mike, uh, such respect for him and his opinion, uh, and he said, well, my concern about that is that we're going to bring international in. I understand that concern. However, I think there's a way to manage that. Uh, where well, we don't want to bring you the international rent, But if you look at some of the recent awards, uh, who's getting majority of the work right now, especially in the San Francisco Bay Area? So I think there's some opportunities to look at some of these uh, three P's. That's what's called private-public uh, partnership programs. And uh, I am going to have someone on the show here uh, pretty soon, so we're going to dig into that more and maybe we can pull something out of that that we might be able to use in the industry uh, to take some of these jobs out of up Because what, what I'm what I'm suggesting that we do that we uh, I mean through all of your wonderful associations and all of your great minds and you've got a lot of great minds in our industry, a lot of smart people. Uh, address it okay here's a mothball project what can we do to move it ahead and what do we need to finance and i tell you what and if you're saying where do you need to find the money then send me an email because uh man i got a, I got a lot of people that i work with over the years uh, parsons brinkerhoff uh being one uh currently you know, recently acquired by uh balfour batty uh I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing those people for a lot of years and they've done a lot of these projects and I could certainly facilitate uh, some introductions if anybody's interested in talking about how you do it. Is there money out there? And there, there is. But once again, keeping a keen eye on what's going on in Europe as well. So when the markets open, start opening up on Sunday, it's going to be interesting to see how the markets react to this uh, Standard & Poor's news. Uh, and that more importantly, and I know what's important to the people listening to the show today, uh, is uh what are we gonna do to add more uh put more food on the table? How are we gonna pay for the tuition? Now also another concern that I have based on this uh debt ceiling uh deal and this cost cutting uh situation, uh man, it looks like education. Looks like education is gonna be hit again. Woo, nope, no, 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 man, we're already we're we're all I mean we're we're really upside down in our education as it is. So it gives us an opportunity, us the industry, uh, uh people such as myself, consultants, educators, um, contractors, uh org- organized labor, uh, manufacturers, associations, it gives us an opportunity uh to continue to enhance our educational services. Now, cutting into education is not not a long way. But once again, I don't know. If we're spending more than we're bringing in, that's simple. I don't care how complex you know, it becomes in Congress, and, and, and I don't intend to you know, be over simpl- simplified either, but it is. It's very simple. What's going on? And Why are we not getting revenue? That's the reason, a, in my mind, a tax code uh, adjustment, we really need to dig into that. Uh, because it is upside down as it is, so we need to dig into that. And I'm not advocating any one code, but one thing that came to mind as I was preparing for the show this morning, I remember what uh, years ago um, uh, Forbes, when he was out, uh, Steve Forbes, when he was out advocating a you know that one uh, what did he call it one one tax code or uh, across the board. I don't know. I don't know where it's good, bad or indifferent. I just thought about it, so I throw it out there and see what you think about it. But anyway, we gotta take we gotta take a look at this. We gotta take a look at this uh this this code in, in some detail. So once again, in my mind, what's missing from the uh debt ceiling deal? Uh well no real solution. Cutting cost. Now Congress is going home. Uh too much work. Going home, we still got a problem. We still got to address uh, the long-term highway bill. We still got to address uh, the uh, tax uh, gas tax because you know what was the numbers? Uh, the numbers was like I don't know two thousand and ten. From the Highway Trust Fund, uh, we brought 35 billion in revenue, but we had to we spent 50 billion, and we had to borrow or get 35 billion from the general fund. Man, it's upside down. And like I said on the 27th, I believe it is, we're going to be really digging into that with a special guest that we're going to be announcing the next week. So I'm looking forward to that discussion and some alternatives uh to the to the gas tax. Should we raise the tax? Uh should we go to a vehicle mileage tax? What should we do? But one thing about it, uh even in our sector that where we where we from our infrastructure dollars where we get a lot of our money for our projects, this thing is upside down. Then you look at the FAA side of what's going on there. So all of these things are really, really serious issues. And I don't know about you folks, but when I'm when i I'm upside down and I, I, I have a problem, I kind of work 24-7 to solve the problem, right? So uh, we, we just got to continue uh, to dig into these things in order to come up with a real solution. Now, when we come back, I'm going to uh, throw a couple things on the table that hasn't been talked about. I'm uh, just... Uh, for some time, and that's NAFTA. Anybody remember NAFTA? I'm going to throw that on the table. Like I said, we've just got a whole bunch of things, stuff, that we're putting out there with the intent. Hmm, what can we do? What opportunity lies here? From our entrepreneurial spirit, man, we can do something about this. And there's nothing wrong with being... A capitalist, <laughs> where you're taking a risk, get a reward, okay? But it's focus on creating jobs. It's put people back to work. It sounds like I'm running for office. I'm not, <laughs> okay? And I don't want this to be, uh, you know, sound bites. I don't want this to be uh, just cliches. It's real stuff. We've got to find a way to put people back to work. And we got to find people, uh, ways to put people back to work specifically in our industry, right? So be back in uh, one minute, and we will dig into that further.
0: Are you looking for a clarity of purpose? Are you a recent college graduate, unemployed, an entrepreneur, or considering a career change, a business owner, or employee struggling with performance issues? Announcing the August 20th launch of the worldwide phenomenon, What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 can help you define your goals and vision. Start living your life on purpose. Living on purpose is all about joy. Living on purpose is about intention. Living on purpose is about personal transformation and continued growth. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 is a 12-week challenging course that helps you address finances, relationships, spiritual growth, physical and mental health. You'll reclaim your personal power and get your life on track to attain true success. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 launches August 20th. Learn more and register at what'smypurpose.com v B2. That's what'smypurpose.com v 2
1: We're back. Let's take uh, take a little bit more look at some of the uh, forecasts. And I am looking at a forecast that was released July 29 um, by the University of Pacific. And I found this to be very, very interesting in their research. And what I do... When I'm looking at all these numbers. I'm just not taking one source. We I have my own opinion. We do our own independent, and we verify, and we just try to bring you the most recent, the most accurate data. And like I said, we try to keep it uh, right in the middle of the road. But in recent, I've been sharing a lot of my own opinions, right? Uh, but that's because I'm so passionate about job creation, taking your existing company, creating more value, uh, which lies what I call a hidden asset that you're setting on, uh, where that's your your fleet. uh, But primarily your hidden asset is your people, uh, where you're not uh, actually developing the people and I'm not to, I'm not suggesting that we're abusing them and anything like that, overworking and so on and so forth. But I'm talking about just developing people. People really want to, uh, in, in my experience, they, they they want to be very uh, successful. Uh, they have a quality of life that they want for their families, and we as leaders has a responsibility uh, to make sure that uh, uh, we help them uh, achieve that. Uh, at the end of the day, that's kind of what it's all about, right? Uh, so we got to make sure, uh, and that uh, the entitlement—the word entitlement—which is another big issue that we have through this uh, debt uh, cost-cutting deal—is all the entitlement programs, and we got to make sure that we, uh, you know, as an industry, because our Healthcare cost is out of control. Labor, a little bit, is challenging. Uh, Just the cost of doing business in California uh, continues to rise. Um, Even over this period of time, during this recessionary time, we're going to continue to add to projections about 3.3 million people, uh, what, through 2015 or so? Uh, Well, those new people coming in uh, where unemployment is, it's going to probably keep that unemployment number 8 nine, ten 9%, 10%, just based on new people coming in and what's projected in recovery, what we can do for our projects uh, to get them uh, through approval process, ready to go to work and a shovel-ready thing. I don't know wherever that comes. I understand the concept, but whatever the heck that means. But have these projects ready to go, uh, and like I said, finding these projects that we uh, collectively can come together and if we're sh- short of funding, figure out a way to get them funded, to k- just keep them moving ahead. So it's interesting, looking at the July numbers, uh, health services uh, was the only uh, private sector uh, to experience consistent uh, job growth through the recession. Health services, they added Oh, seventy-one thousand jobs from you know the when this wheel started coming off the wagons at two thousand eight to two thousand and ten. Now they're expected from that sector, and I don't know uh, for you folks that work in that sector uh, from the commercial side what's going on there. Add another hundred twenty-six thousand jobs over the next four years. That's a projection there. Now, and and, and that's almost ten ten and a half percent of California's total, total non farm job growth, right? So that sector we we should look at. And then the other sector that sh- showed some real uh, signs of improvement in July, um, you know, was professional sciences and technology jobs, which, uh, you know, they're projected to increase about another 24,000 jobs over the next year, add in, you know, adding to uh, three hundred jobs that was in 2010. Uh, so, I, if I said all that correctly, you can understand it. Now, the other sector that the state and local government employ, uh, including public schools, uh, uh, they shrank. They they shrank by 57,000 jobs in 2010. So, and they're going to continue to shrink uh, throughout the 2011. Uh, it's just going to continue to have this shrinkage there. So, once again, our focus is what is Keep a keen eye on, on this committee, uh, stay in touch, and when your association may say, will you write a letter to your congressman? And I know uh, the EUCA and the AGC, and I, can just, and I know I'm going to get in trouble by leaving someone out, the AEM, and Associated Equipment Distributors, all these good folks are uh, out there advocating for our interests, but you, the end users, as I like to call it, are, are the real voice. So, but when you, you get a call, from, example, from uh, um, uh, from an Emily at EUCA saying, I need you to do this, it's, it's make sure that we get on board and support this effort because, uh, once again, we're just trying to keep our voice out there because these things are so complex. Now, the California budget, you know, we haven't hit on here. I've uh, got an Im- invitation out to some uh, uh, some folks in government, California Sacramento, Sacramento, uh, talking, uh, somewhat reluctant to come on the show, <laughs> uh, because we want to drill down on uh, California's budget a little bit more. There's a lot of props uh, that Mike and I talked about last week, uh, 22 and 26, that are extremely important to keep an eye on, and also important to keep an eye on uh, our California budget, uh, the governor signed it, I should say, uh, based on the assumption that we're going to create another four billion dollars in revenue. So we need to keep our eyes on that. Uh, if that doesn't come in, if that money comes in, it's just kind of like, well, I got a lot of, I've got a lot of billings, but I hope to hope to collect the money. So it's kind of a strange way to balance the budget. But anyway, that's how the system works, which I think we should look at it. So we need to keep our eyes on that. Uh, we need to constantly uh, be aware of the breaking um props and legislation and who's doing what and how they're voting and why is it hung up. And we see something uh, that's, that gets hung up, it's, it's, it's get out there and it's start pounding. Come on, it's moving it ahead, it's moving it ahead, it's moving it ahead. So these are some of the things that I think that we can do uh, as we continue to look at the economic impact of construction in California. And like i said uh this is gonna be ongoing uh it's an ongoing issue. There's a lot of uh nuts and uh boats issues that uh we want to get into, and there's a few of them uh when I come back uh, you know come back here from our, our our next break uh we want to uh take a look at those just a little bit more, okay so, what I want you to do is to um hang tight. And we will be back just uh, about, about 50 seconds.
0: Does your vision for business match what you see happening on a daily basis? Welcome to Jim White's Circle of Success, where Jim White brings it all together. For over 30 years, Jim White has worked with organizations and individuals worldwide to help develop and implement excellence. You'll get the inside story on how to create innovative leaders from one quarter of your company to the other. Get everyone on your team contributing to the bottom line. Keep building revenue even when the economy and your customers have flatlined, and more. Jim White's Circle of Success Radio covers it all from communication to contract negotiation, from personal fulfillment to revving up cash flow. It's not about theories. It's about showing you what works and how to make it work for you. And now, here's your host, Jim White. We're back. Okay.
1: A couple more things that I want to put out before we uh, conclude the uh, show today is uh, I just want to lay this concept in preparation for our August 27th show. Now, we've got a couple shows in between that, but I am going to start thinking about it because I want to hear from you on this. 'cause the thing about the uh trust fund how we trust fund you know and the tax, and it's a very complex uh, allocation uh way how how we get our money we've got co donee states and donor states uh, all of those things think about maybe i don't know transition to a vehicle miles tax, don't know. Food for thought, right? Um, it could. Now, I I I do know that I, I think this is one of the items that the AGC is really supports. I think that's accurate, but I think we should take a look at that. You know, I'd be interested to um, look at the uh, numbers and to see how that would absolutely help us to um, get that short gap in this um, gas tax. Okay. Now, another thing that I really want you to keep an eye on and learn a little bit more about as we continue to go through this uh, uh, cost-cutting debt negotiation deal is Uh, the National Infrastructure Bank and how that works and how we might be able to use that in California as well, Okay, in addition to what we already have. Now, we've already talked about looking at some of the regulations to be able to uh, ease the burden a little bit. A lot of things that's uh, slowing us up uh, quite a bit. And like I said uh, in some previous shows, I don't know of anyone that wants to breathe dirty air. I don't know of anyone that is advocating that we have an unsafe work environment. I don't think that's the case. However, uh, we've got some extremes here, and how do we get the balance? Uh, and, and part of that, you know, is especially people in California understand that the carb and I mean, that's a real deal and how expensive and, uh, you know, the deadlines for that and uh, how it was extended. And there was a lot of great people uh, that um, I know got really involved in this thing. And the economy helped a little bit. But that that issue hasn't gone away. So if you're sitting on your fleet and uh, that issue is not going to go away, it's still there. So we need to look at that. Now, another big issue uh, that we need to continue to follow is to repeal the three percent withholding for government contracts. Now, I think there's getting some traction in Congress on that. Uh, beginning in 2012, I mean, every uh, federal, state, and local government with a total annual expenditure of 100 million or more. Now, this was important. Uh, 100 million or more will be required to withhold three percent from all payments for goods and services. They purchase. Now, get this. This is a big deal, especially when we're working on such tight margins. Cash flow is so critical. And 2012, federal, state, local governments with total annual expenditures of $100 million, okay, or more will be required, that's the word, required, to withhold 3% from all payments for goods and services they purchase. Now, like I said, given the narrow margins, this is a disaster. Be heard on that. Be relentless on that. We cannot allow that to happen. Cannot allow that to happen, okay? Now, Another thing that I think we should uh, keep an eye on that's really important is to allow and to open uh, a broader participation in the Green Jobs Act, okay? Now that's a big deal with drink uh, the which came in 2007, I believe it was, and and it limits training grant funded to entities that coordinate with labor organizations. Now, so we need to really look and see how we can get that thing a little bit more fluid, and 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 what it does and does not mean. And I don't know, uh, streamlining the environmental review for infrastructure projects—that's uh, a constant uh, battle for our industry. So we need to make sure that we're talking, and the thing that we must do. Is or I should say the thing that I suggest that we not do is do what Congress and the executive uh office did and their debate and be somewhat childish in their behavior. This has got to be presented very professionally uh facts together with solutions. we cannot allow our emotions to drive these things. And that's the reason uh, my topic yesterday, one of my speaking engagements, was forgiveness. As we got to let this stuff go, we hang we hang on to all this stuff. You know, it's done, so we can't dwell on it. I presented for the past hour numerous opportunities that we have as an industry. It depends on us if we want to. Take advantage of those opportunities, I also shared with you that majority of the companies that I bought and turned around were in down times. That's when your best buys are. Also shared with you some things that you can do immediately Monday morning. just start adding more to your bottom line your earnings, and that's internal and making sure first. Uh you got the right people doing the right thing at the right time yeah right 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 thing, right people right time, okay that's a big deal as well, and that is to make sure that they understand exactly where you're going as this organization. You've got to be the voice of reason to help mitigate the fear in these employees. That's our responsibility as leaders. We cannot be part of the problem by doing knee jerk reaction stuff. So we've got to be common. We've got to be realistic. And we've got to be uh, consistent consistent with our decisions. Got to be consistent. Uh, You're employees, your vendors, your bankers, all your shareholders, all these folks, if they can see a consistent track record, and they're going to be more willing to hang in there with you. This is an opportunity to grow. i probably said that 10 different ways so far this morning, right? So thank you for bearing with me. But I am passionate about that opportunity to grow. And the opportunities just abound. Also, I want to um, revisit just one last thing before we conclude our show today. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I made made you aware of uh, a few things that the American Institute of Architects are, are doing uh, because they're running into such uh, uh, credit uh, challenges and that's where they're putting together this uh, database uh understand projects. And this actually came uh, out of one of the meetings with the Clinton Global Initiative. So I'd encourage you to keep an eye on that uh, through the American Institute of Architects. Uh, so they're doing some pretty good stuff there, and I think very creative um, to uh, be able to um, make these databases available because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for projects that may be ready, that may be just missing money, and just figure out how we can get the money to fund it and just move it ahead. Okay. Now, other thing that I want us to be really aware of is to extend the uh, and expand the five year uh, carryback of net operating losses for small business. That's a big deal as well. Okay, so uh, we we've, we we've, we've drilled down on a lot of. Uh, Numbers, a lot of people say, man, that's boring. (laughs) Very factual, but what I want you to take away from today's show is opportunity, opportunity. We have a voice. Just let our voice be heard. Once again, opportunity, 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 and uh, just allow our voice to be heard, right? It is wonderful that we can have this venue. Okay, now uh, next week uh, we've uh, got a, a surprise guest for you. It's going to conclude this uh, six series, but we're far from done. So I uh, stay tuned. We'll be sending out some information about next week's show. And anything that you'd like to add to the show, just let us know as well. Okay. So we want to thank you uh, once again. I want to thank Mike Gelati for being our guest last week. I want to thank the ECUA for their support and all other great support. Uh, our this particular platform we're on is really picking up momentum. Uh, over two hundred thousand that's really looked at the um, shows and replays. So, so thank everybody from moving this platform, uh, you know, up to up to ranks, if you will. And also, should you have an interest in... Uh, uh, anything that we talk about or see, the you got all the replays, so you can take all of those and feel free to put them on your website. So, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, this is Jim White. I'm your host, and this is August 6, 2011. And we've been coming to you live from Carmel, California. And I will talk to you next Saturday at 10 o'clock, uh, August the 13th. Until then, be safe and have a great weekend and uh, a great week.
0: You've been listening to Jim White's Circle of Success Radio. Please visit our website, jlwhiteinternational.com. Join us next time as Jim White brings it all together on Jim White's Circle of Success Radio.